Welcome to the Analytics of Dynasty. This is a Thursday trade edition here. We have Mike from Canada with us today. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. We've got some requests, and this will be pretty interesting. A couple of big changing names, top 40 assets entering the season, and I think it'll be interesting to see where they land up. So let's start with Calvin Ridley first. He is on, I guess we would call it a personal leave at present. Uh, he is away from the game. So let's see what we think about his value. Calvin Ridley for Robert Woods. I think this is Robert Woods. I, or I mean, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, I think Ridley is exactly the profile we want. Uh, I think people are spooked on him. And uh, I kind of see why. I mean, it's there's uncertainty. Um, but... You know, I'll take Ridley here. Um, I think I think there's a lot of positive things, you know, that could come out of this. Um, and yeah, I'll take Ridley for sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, um, let's go, let's do a couple more. And then I, cause I sort of have an interesting, like what I think sort of ties this together. Uh, Ridley for Fournette and Dawson Knox, that's non tight end premium. So that's just a regular stock PPR. Like I said, Ridley's 26, um, density track. You know, I, I like Fournette, but a non-premium, I'll take Ridley too. Let me ask you a question. In terms of, in, in terms of how long Ridley is gone, if, you, if I told you that Ridley is gone for the rest of the year, does that change your calculus on either one of these? No, I, I, think, I think for me, if the only way I lose the trade is if Ridley never plays again, you know, then I'll take the Ridley side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, I guess that's a good way, an easy way to frame it. That's an easy way to frame it. Well, um, if the I, other side can't beat you. Coming back, I, I, right. I get the, I get the people, I get the concern. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to get, he's going to get the best money, the best care money can buy. Um, which is, doesn't, it's not a guarantee, but it doesn't hurt. Um, and like, I don't think that he woke up a month ago and just was overwhelmed with whatever he's dealing with. I, I have a feeling maybe there was a catalyst, but you know, to me, maybe he comes out of this even better than before. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I think it's likely that he's been dealing with some sort of mental illness, and maybe that's held him back. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Is like we're recording this on the heels of the of the Henry Ruggs thing, and you just sort of frame. I mean, it takes a certain level of you know he's obviously innocent to, until proven guilty, but it takes a certain um, mental state to be a one six driving 162 miles an hour or whatever it was, 150, whatever North of 150 miles an hour in your Corvette down a road that has other cars on it. Right? It mm -hmm. takes a certain level of mental state and you just, it's an interesting dichotomy between where rugs found himself and the fact that Ridley's stepping away and trying to seek some help. Yeah. And you just sort of like, you know, that's a, it's a good thing 
and you just kind of hope he gets back right from a fantasy perspective, but it's really good. That he didn't end up sort of where rugs did. You know what I mean? Cause it's a, it's not probably dissimilar in terms of what's going on with them. Yeah. I, I think that like, we don't know Calvin, mm-hmm. but I don't think we have any like flags in his past. Like he seems to be a fairly well put together individual. Yeah. Uh, so I don't see any um, real, I mean, who knows, but mm-hmm. to me, I'm not that, I'm, I, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think we have any reason to think it, he won't be. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm sort of looking at these, like, I almost, and we have Watson on the list too for trades later. Um, I kind of view these in like that, all right, let's just assume we lose Ridley for the year, sort of where do we put him? Right. And and the interesting thing with him is, again, it, it's, like for, for all intents and purposes, if he steps away from the game, like I'm just assuming it's a lost year. Again, he could come back tomorrow and be a pleasant surprise, but that's kind of the tax that I'm putting on it right now. Yeah. Wide receiver eight in the offseason, 402 was his median draft position. You sort of look at the range of guys. It's Diggs was six. Um, you know, Lamb was right in front of him. Chase was after him. You figured those guys go in front of him. And then after that, it gets to an interesting spot because I was like trying to sort of do the math on how far he would fall. Like, I'm not sure in terms of if we're thinking about February draft position, right? What we think about where startup drafts are going. Is DeAndre Hopkins going ahead of Calvin Ridley? Like, like, like in the future? Yeah, like if we look if we look in a couple months from now and we're in a startup draft, who goes first? Yeah. And I think it, I think it depends a little bit on what the status of Ridley is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if there's still uncertainty at that point, I think it's it's a closer call. Right. Uh, but if if Ridley's back, I think it's Ridley, right? I mean, if if and then you start looking at the guys that went after them. You know, Terry McLaurin and Ridley probably close. Michael Thomas isn't going to be ahead of Ridley. Nope. DJ Moore is probably ahead of Ridley. Yeah. Um, Chris Godwin, we'll see. Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, no. Uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, that's a conversation piece. Brandon Ayuk, no. Um, T. Higgins, again, that's a conversation starter. And then you get in the Cooper Evans range, right? Deontay Johnson's down there. We'll talk about him in a minute. But you sort of get, there's only so far that he can fall. Is I guess the point, like it, you look like, like off of his cost from last year, it was an early fourth. Like he probably only can fall to like the fifth or the sixth round, even in like a worst case, we don't really know where he is scenario. And any further than that, he's going to be a smash pick. So it's interesting when you sort of contextualize that, you know, that sort of framing age, of it. I think it's insulation. Yeah. 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 And production insulation. You know, he's good. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, if we can get him at a discount, I understand taking. I, I understand. I understand discounting him a mm-hmm. little, mm-hmm. totally, because there's uncertainty. We should right. discount him, but a, a little bit, and then I'll, I'll I'll buy. We'll buy that. I think this is the chance to, you know, there's some fear, and like in the stock market, you make money on fear and greed. Okay, when yeah. there's fear in the market. You, you, you make money by not being scared, placing good bets, but not being scared. Right. So, and when there's greed, well, you make money by not being greedy. So, right. You know, this is one of those chances, I think, to, to capitalize. If it turns, if it goes bad, it goes bad. But I think we should try to take advantage. 
I'm so much more open to these situations as compared to the past. So like the Tyreek Hill situation feels like a, and again, it takes a certain stomach for it. And it's, if you're playing in one league, it's probably different than if you're playing in 30, but it it takes, and it takes a certain stomach for it. But the, the Tyreek Hill situation, this one, Deshaun Watson, like any of the injured quarterbacks like Dak last year, like all of those situations, I just keep coming back to, if the if you're buying the person that can influence the outcome of the league, because there's not very many of those guys that truly can bend the arc of the league, yeah. um, you have to be in on him. Like when there's a depressed cost, and Ridley is that is that type of player. Like he has wide receiver one in his range of outcomes, yeah. and he again he just he's disappointed this year. But I still think that's there for him in a he's in he's in a better spot type of scenario. So. All of these trades, and there's a few more that we'll talk about. I think they get more interesting, too, as we go along here. So okay. uh, Ridley for Michael Pittman in a second. Again, these are all super flex trades. So the picks are all super flex uh, rookie picks. Yeah. I, Ridley, and we could substitute Pittman for, like, Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, any of these guys that maybe, maybe even Judy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, that one's a little closer to me, but yeah, I mean, I think you try you 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 try to capitalize and and take the stud. Pittman, See, Pittman might end up being Ridley. Yeah, so right. Let's take Ridley. I, I'm I. This was the one of these that that where you were giving like a lesser player for Ridley. This was the one that made me flinch the most um, yeah. because so like there's so this one I I might take. I might take the Pittman side of this and I'll just, I'll, the reason why is I think they're relatively close next year. And then you're basically getting a second on top of it. Like I actually think in a, in a couple months that Pittman might go ahead of Ridley in startup drafts, especially if there's uncertainty. Now, if Ridley comes back tomorrow, I don't think that's true. So that second's giving you a little age insulation. I think it matters what game you're playing too with this. Um, I think the more productive player for the rest of the career is probably Ridley assuming he plays again, but, I think it's interesting about, you know, what the, the Pittman market versus what Ridley costs and say, you know, and Valentine's day, for example, I think, I think they could be pretty close and you're getting a second as insulation on the other side. It's an interesting yeah. one. And Cause then there's going to hit right. Pittman's probably going to hit this year. Yeah. So, and Judy's not going to, and Bateman's not going to. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I see that. I get it. And, and Pittman's on the track of like a top like 12 to 15 guy in terms of like expected points. Like that's an enormous profile. <laughs> that's that he's a, he's one that I think has, he hasn't gotten there yet in terms of posting it on the board in terms of a hit, but he is absolutely on the track of like, wow, this is a, a really interesting profile. Um, and then we get, so, then, so here's a couple of the other ones that are like by like, again, you're, you're pivoting. Uh, to almost an immediate need. So Ridley for Thielen, which again, feels like just to give you an idea, that's a fourth round startup pick last year for you're going all the way down to yeah. like the ninth round. Like that's how much of a loss that is. And and it's not like Thielen's going up in cost. So you're taking a huge market loss, mm-hmm. which feels pretty crummy. Um, you only win that if Ridley, I think, doesn't play again. Right. And and even then, even if, if you take Thielen and you don't win the title this year, next year, like you lost. Right, right, right. Um, Ridley for T. Higgins in a third. 
Higgins? Did Higgins, Higgins hit, hit last year? He didn't, right? Uh, just missed. I think he was like wide receiver 26. Like a Cooper Cup hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly what he was. That's exactly what he was. Uh, yeah. Like, That's a good name for it. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably higher on Higgins than most, maybe. Uh-huh. He's sort of buried there, I guess, with Chase just going crazy. But I, I could. 2022 20, third doesn't really excite me. Right, well, right. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I, like I sort of frame this one against the Pittman one, and I would yeah. I'd rather have Pittman than Higgins, yeah. and I'd rather have the second than the third, right? So, I think I would take Ridley in this one, and I'm a little bit. I, I just think that Higgins's range of outcomes is lower than Pittman's is because I could see Pittman being a wide receiver one. I just can't with Higgins because he's blocked, right? He's blocked. He he's blocked from a really high ceiling as a wide receiver two on his team because Boyd's there, and he's blocked from being a one there because chase is there he's just kind of pinned in and maybe it's a higher floor situation but even their offense isn't super conducive to wide receiver production so yeah i'm taking Pittman, and i think it's even more impressive with Pittman that he's doing it without a particularly good quarterback which i think is um you know that 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 take got me in trouble with some of eagles twitter but hopefully this will be a little bit less um less troublesome all right here's one that's interesting from a uh from like a I guess like a total buy of, of Ridley Ridley in a second for Lockett. Like some of these are all over the place. And maybe the lesson from this one is like, yeah, we're taking the Ridley side, but try because like, I've seen some, like I've seen that I've seen Ridley for a fifth. Right. So like they're all over the place in terms of different valuations. So you might get told no, but the, the chance of, of there being a deal out there for you, right. You don't know unless you, unless you ask. Yeah, um, here's maybe you, a, maybe you get a good counter, right? So yeah, totally. And this is one of those tactics too, where it could even be before you offer, you just send a message, "Hey, what are you looking for?" Because like again, I I did that with a Barkley one. I think I told a story in the book where I did that for Barkley, and I would have never guessed what they asked for, never. Yeah. And and again, it, it hasn't exactly worked, but um, but I still would do the deal a hundred times over. It was like a first and a third. Like yeah, I absolutely do that. Yeah, absolutely. At, and you you wouldn't necessarily know if you're trying to take up uh, just a random shot in the dark at the, at the Ridley owner, what they want. So I think it's interesting. So here's one that I think has a variety of different pieces to it. Ridley and a 2023 20, second. So a second, two years from now for Deonta Johnson and a third in 2022. So Deontay, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this, see, this one's different. This one's different. And I think a way that like the picks are relatively, you're taking a year discount. Like I right, just set the picks aside for a second. I think if, if your aim is, Hey, I want to make sure I'm sort of preserving a core asset. This is how you do a deal like that. Right. Like you say like, ah, oh, man, I'm spooked on Ridley. I don't want to lose a core asset. I know I'm taking a market loss, but I want to get a guy that I feel at least good about like this is how you do that deal right and, and assuming you're not getting a big return like the Pittman one like the, i think this is how you do that yeah uh, um, play. yeah 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 and it might even have like 
you could say that it, I, I don't think Deontay Johnson at his best case is as good as Ridley can be at his best case, mm-hmm. but they're probably of the range where it's not super different in terms of what their ranges look like. And again, it might be a little bit different at the ultimate, you know, at the hundred percent outcome, but at the eighties, it's probably not, it's, we're not talking about more than maybe a quarter of a win or something like that. So, um, you know, you sort of look at that and you're, prote- you're basically entirely protecting your downside at this. And I, it's an interesting construct. I'd probably take the Ridley side still, but, um, cause I think he's going to come back and play, but I think that's an interesting contract construct yeah, and sort of doing probably, it. If you're really spooked on him, that's probably, that's a smart, that's a smart way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do some, um, let's do some Ridley and, and, or sorry, let's do some Henry deals. So we got, we got Derek Henry, presumably going to be out for the year. Jones fracture. I'm just presuming he's out for the year. Like maybe there's a late season uptick or something like that. I don't think that's, um, I don't think he's going to impact any more of the fantasy season. I guess I'll say that. Um, Henry, and we had an interesting discussion about this in the group me chat. Henry for Chubb. Yeah, I, I listened to the to the show last night, which I usually mm-hmm. do, and it it kind of changed me on Henry. I didn't realize how I didn't realize he was that inefficient yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I you, you kind of talked me into taking Chubb. Which is which is kind of um, it's kind of wild because I was looking at it and like I listen to a lot of like the bigger NFL media, not even necessarily fantasy, but you know, just some of your bigger stuff. And they they were talking up oh, Henry's been really good, and then I sort of looked at it and I was like, yeah, but he's been given the ball like a gajillion times. Every other stat is down, like yards per attempt, which I hate, is down, but he's right on expectation. Right, he's his missed tackles per. Uh, you know, the amount of carries it takes for a missed tackles way down, like your way, I guess, way up, actually, you know, it's, it's, it's worse than it has ever been for him. Right. Um, all of those sort of efficiency stats are down, but it was masqueraded by, you know, it's the guy that gets a, that gets a, uh, you know, a 20% pay cut, but then works twice yeah, as many yeah. hours. Right. It's, 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 it, oh, wow. Look how much, he, look how much he's bringing home this year. Be like, yeah, well, he's working a lot harder for not, you know, not the same rate. It's, uh, right. Right. you know, so that's, it's an interesting one there. Um, I, you know, Henry for Barkley. That one, I'm, that one, I'll take Barkley. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really see the argument. Uh, Barkley, I mean, Barkley's got a, I think it's a freak injury what he's had here. I mean, with the ankle and I mean, you watch him play. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's That's good. A, Mike, Mike with the understatement. So, hashtag, what is it? Hashtag good. Hashtag good. Yeah. Hashtag good. So yeah. Um, yeah, he I'll is. Take, I'll take Barkley. Yeah, he that's yeah, um yeah, that's the smash one. So just by way of reference, Henry was running back nine. Uh in the off season, he was 302 in super flex startup drafts. He was behind Cam Akers on the off season. He was just ahead of DeAndre Swift. Um, I, I mean, just tell me, like, stop me when you you find someone that you think Henry will be ahead of in startup draft costs next year. Um, all right, so you got McCaffrey, Cook, Barkley, Taylor, Kamara. Acres, which I think 
that's yeah that's one all right so that's so we got five basically in front of henry swift chubb Najee harris zeke uh jk dobbins which is so interesting yeah dobbins i mean do we treat an achilles different than acl um yeah probably I mean, I, I think I think probably we do. Um, is is that what Dobbins had? Was he an ACL or was he a foot? Was was he a, was he? I can't remember what he had to be honest with you. Um, is, yeah, was it an ACL? ACL. Okay. As far as I'm aware. Yep, yep. You're right. You're right. It was. Um, it's been a while since we've <laughs> talked about. It. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think you treated ACL different than you treated Achilles. So I would put. You know, I, I I think Dobbins is good too. Yeah. I'll take. I think. His first, he's got a pet. Oh, sorry, second, right? Second. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're close. I think they're they're in the same ballpark. Then you got Gibson, you got Edwards Alaire. Um, then you get you get down to the Jones range. Uh, so it's Aaron Jones, it's Mixon, Eckler, Etn. There, right? He's probably Mixon, Jones, Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. And then the question that I have is like, all right, so then even, even you look a little bit further, like you've got Javante Williams and then you got Josh Jacobs and, and Montgomery. And that basically puts you around like running back 20 to 22 in this off season. And, and I, I, like, I don't think next off season, who would I rather have? Would I rather have Derek Henry? Or would I rather have, um, you know, Josh Jacobs or Derek Henry or David Montgomery, for example, um, any of those guys. I mean, I think the answer is probably Derrick Henry. However, what I think is interesting is if you, if you get eight weeks and again, with Montgomery, it's tough because he's not healthy right now, but if you're talking like, you know, Aaron Jones or Eckler or any of these guys that are going to be about the same cost as him, if they're going to be close in the off season, you have to take them now. Because it's a it's a potential win difference to your team by trading Derrick Henry there. Like, and it's you know, even with Mixon, like and and I guess the way I framed this in our group chat was if you are going to be in a situation where all right, Henry's gonna be 28, right? What is what is eight games of his career that he is going to lose right now? How much of his fantasy uh difference making prime is that? And it's a 19.7%. Yeah. Last night. You, you put it on the number and how'd you get to that math? Well, I, I said two, he's got two years of, mm -hmm. you know, of being potentially elite. So that's 34 games, right? Yeah. Plus, plus eight games this year mm -hmm. eight divided by 42. Right. That's how they got the number. Right. And so if you, if you take that as whatever his value is from now until, you know, and he's again, he's going to be dropping and stuff, but if you take 20% off of his value yeah. again, and that's assuming he comes back and this isn't foretelling some sort of decline yeah. uh, that that's a big swath of the rest of his career. I mean, that's a, that is a lot of time, right? It doesn't seem eight games. Doesn't seem like all that much until you say it's about 20% of the rest of his difference making prime. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden I think that has to change the calculus. So again, you, you, it brings in guys like Jacobs, because you're getting an edge right now. Um, again, I, I think more, the more likely outcome is that Henry makes a bigger difference next year, but 
you're getting a lead on that at a point where, and, and you're probably contending too. So that's the other thing about this is like, do you sort of mortgage the future for maybe a, a little bit, um, a little bit more secure present and maybe a little bit less upside of a future, right? By trading Henry, who you've ridden this far for someone else that can help you. I think it's, I'd probably be highly inclined to do that for someone in the teens that the position would be kind of the way I'm leaning on this, on this guy. Yeah, because if you have Henry, you're probably we're contending. Right. Right. So it's probably time to pivot. Right. If you right. Contend. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Where it's actually different for Ridley because he's probably not in that case. You know what I mean? Like I think some of the other trades you'd take for Ridley might be a little bit different. Um, here's some ones that I think are are different in terms of like straight up running backs. So you've got um You've got Derek Henry for Elijah Mitchell, Jalen Rager, and a second next year. We actually have five minutes left, too. We've been zooming along on Henry. Oh, Elijah Mitchell, <laughs> a second and what? And Rager. Oh. I mean, okay, so Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would I would do something else with Henry. Right, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. If the, if the running back felt better or if maybe yeah. Rager felt better, like maybe I'm interested, but that I just don't try giving away. That could just be giving him away. Right. It could be, it could be. And who the hell knows what, what at any given moment, Kyle Shanahan, I trust Kyle Shanahan 0%. So, um, move, yeah. all right. Couple, couple more here. Uh, so we went in deep on Ridley. We went in deep on Henry. Let's touch on Mitchell here for a second. Uh, and it, there's a whole bunch of flashpoint players in this one. So this isn't a good one to talk about Mitchell and Alvin Kamara. And on the other side of that is Kareem hunt, Michael Pittman, a first and a second next year. Um, uh, if uh, I could, I could see holding Mitchell and Kamara if you're, if you're contending, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Kamara's going to make a difference next year. Mitchell might. I think it's close. I, I don't. Uh, if, if I'm contending, I'm going to keep Mitchell and Kamara. Mm -hmm. If I'm really out of it and I want to pivot away from Kamara, Pittman in a first. And a, I mean, that's not great either. Let me ask you this. When, when Kamara is back or when Hunt is back healthy, how different are Hunt and Kamara at this point in their career? Yeah. Yeah. Kamara without Breeze. Yeah. And it's sad to say that because I've been such a Kamara guy, but it doesn't feel like they're terribly different. And then you're getting a first, a core wide receiver and a second on top of that. Like, again, the problem is, and the only reason you're getting this is because Hunt is hurt. But it's interesting when you sort of look at that, like this feels like a windfall if you want to sell Kamara. Like this might be the best you can ever get for Kamara. Um, not an easy sell. That's true. Right. Right. And, and at least you have options. For him. It was hard. Right. And the other thing too, I'd say about Kamara is like, if you want to do a deal like this, like you can turn around and use those picks and come right back and say, all right, I'll give picks for, you know, I'll give picks for, for, for not, I'll give picks for, um, you know, somebody, you know, I'll give a pick for, for Patterson, right. I'll give a pick for Daryl Henderson. Like I can sort of make this trade another core running back to sort of add back in. And then all of a sudden, like, 
uh, you know, maybe not necessarily a core running back, but another running back that can make a difference for me here going forward. I think it's an interesting because when I when I saw the I saw the trade, I thought, well, what's the twenty two going to first going to be? Mm-hmm. The point is, you're making it this liquidity is what you're really getting, right? Flexibility, right. and yeah, right. and yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. All right, couple. So uh, we got two minutes left. We're gonna do Watson. Got a couple Watson deals. Uh, Watson for Mixon, straight up. Uh, Watson. Yeah, yeah. It's he just like who's gonna change the the yeah. outcome of anything? Like if it's anyone, it's Watson, right? Like yeah, it's, it's hard um, to do. It's yeah. If you and you're getting a quarterback, uh, yeah, take Watson. Right. It's right. Hard to get a quarterback without getting a quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Watson for Lance, straight up. Oh, I, I, I think I'm low on Lance because I'm mm-hmm. always on the other side. Yeah. I'll take Watson. Yeah. Um, all right. Watson and Dobbins for Russell Wilson. Um, That's exactly what I said. Uh, <laughs> With a very pained expression on my face. Man. So does this come down to how you feel about Russ? Or sorry, how you feel about Watson in terms of like, all right, like I can get a high-end quarterback at the cost of an injured running back. And then I don't have to worry about the Watson situation. Is it as plain and simple as that? I think it might be. Right. Where you just sort of pivot and you're like, all right, like, I don't want to stomach the Watson thing anymore. I can pay the cost of Dobbins to get me a really good quarterback and now I don't have to worry about it. And who knows what Dobbins is going to be. You're getting getting Watson and Dobbins. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I think I think Watson, wouldn't you? Um, I still have the stomach for, for Watson, I think, but I see the move to move off of Russ or move off for Russ. Like I could see, I could see Watson and Dobbins for us. I think that makes sense. All right, Mike, it has been a half an hour on the number. Thank you for joining the analytics of dynasty until next time. Continue embracing the variance. We'll talk again very soon.